Hello and welcome to the Pints and Penalties Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Rory West and a bit of a different podcast. I'm joined by the duo of Mikey Tucker and Aaron Crow from Tour of the Terraces. Alright guys? Hello, hello. Alright. Good to have you. Good to have you back. I think it was, we were just saying before we came on, 24th of April last year, you was, was the last on, we did a, um, a lower league review. So, yeah, over a year now. But what we're going to do is just kind of, there's not going to be too much of a structure to this one. Could turn out to be a bit of a mess, but we'll see how it goes. Just a sort of general chat about Scotland and the Euros, because it's just, um, it's kind of, it's getting, getting a bit real now. Um, yeah, and it's five days away. Yeah. Um, when we... Beginning to reach kind of a fever pitch for everyone and shitting myself at the same time. Everyone's shitting themselves. Everyone's dreaming like that we can win it, and you know what I mean. It's, it feels like such a surreal time to be a Scottish football fan. Aye, because when we did our like um, our Scotland preview uh, that came out on or put out on Monday. It's, it was so weird because we've done sort of previews before. I think we would have done Euro twenty sixteen and then the last yeah. World Cup. Obviously, weren't involved and actually including Scotland this time. It's just um, it, it it was just yeah, as I said, quite surreal. Um, so surreal. Well, I mean, when you think about it, like when you're doing the previews to the last Euros and the World Cup, and and as we've done before, when we sit and wait for them. You're already so buzzing, even though Scotland aren't playing at all. No, Scotland have not got a, a look in, and you're still so excited for these tournaments. And now we're actually playing in them, like it's just a whole new level to how fun it's going to be. Aye, ah, that's the thing. It's just like, uh, yeah, as I said, like an added bonus almost yeah. because. Aye, like as like you know, Scottish like generally like I think Scotland's quite a passionate footballing country just a bit like aye and, and to have never for a whole generation of youngsters like ourselves we've never seen our own our, our own country being represented in one of these tournaments it's, it's class because like all the young kids as well growing up just like, being born into a life where Scotland might seem quite decent yeah 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 and it's good for them to enjoy it from a young age and like remember this from a young age oh Scotland yeah. blah, 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 and, whatnot. and we've never had that but we've had to wait and now the good times are here yeah Let's fucking win it. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, because like, I was kind of thinking back, like when we started the podcast, and that would have been in sort of February 2016, yeah. and what kind of state Scotland were in. And I know. You, you really had to fast forward to about 2017 when we had that that, well, that run that we almost qualified for, yeah. would have been the World Cup. when we grew- the Poland and Ireland Germany group sorry aye so yeah, that would have yeah. been towards the end because uh, yeah, I, I think we played the, um, Poland like late 2015 I think it was um, when we drew with them we at Hamden anyway yeah but I was more I was kind of meaning the uh, 2017 when we were there Rory aye at that game yeah, it was, uh, yeah that was actually a decent atmosphere to be fair great bounce when Stephen Fletcher scored that Second goal, eh? Yeah, it was like... Uh, yeah, because I remember there was a boy behind us that was like... Uh, yeah, because we were... At that point, when we were 2-1 up, we were qualifying, and this boy was like, oh, Ireland are beating Germany, and folk were like, oh, yeah, fuck off, like, like, don't you don't no. say that. And then they went 1-0 went up, well, and you're like, all right. Went on and beat them, obviously, and that was... Like, we would have not qualified anyway because we drew in the end, but still, the most Scottish thing ever. Ah, I know. <laughs> But like, you look at a 
us. Like, we're sitting there and, you know, reminiscing just about a few years ago about all these, like, so nearly misses and so oh, we're so close that year. We're actually there this time. We almost tried to do it again with the Serbia game with a 90th minute equaliser. Oh, no. Sean's through extra time. Marshall makes that save. Oh, <laughs> just that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they have to take up penalties. So good. They've got there in the most Scottish fashion possible, which makes it even better. Than... Yeah, it's like uh, <clears throat> I think there was that 2017 run with obviously the England draw and stuff like that, and then we beat uh, was it Slovenia yeah. in the last yeah. minute? Yeah. And then drew out in Slovakia, which and we were one 0 up in that game, and again. Oh yeah, that was another so close. Was it? Not like a Georgian or group or something. Because that was, Georgia. yeah, that was the, we lost out there, and then we thought, yeah, right, okay, yeah. that's, oh, that was it, yeah. that's our hopes binned, but, <laughs> I think, Once uh, again, came so close, and then, not quite good enough to make it over the finishing line. No, because I think, uh, we would have qualified if we actually held on against England, like, I think we're, like, a point or two behind yeah, the right, playoffs, right. or whatever. One point adrift, or something like that, and then there was... That little last-minute equaliser done us from. Yeah, I'm sure we had a two-two draw in Slovakia or something in the last game as well, where we were two-one up. Aye, that was that was the one. When uh, I think Griffiths scored, and we were one 0 up, and then they came back and two-one, yeah. and then we oh. got a consolation. Whatever. I was I was just watching the uh, the Griffiths free kicks the other day like, for oh. God knows how many time. That's like that's like one of the greatest almost moments ever as a Scottish football fan like just to, just to be able to go like in such quick succession two goals we Sparky Hampton erupts catch Griffiths if you can <laughs> <laughs> Scotland if you can <laughs> I was just thinking like see if they just pissed about a wee bit longer in the celebrations I know, <laughs> all think that most, I think uh, that monthly what's the uh, who is it that's, that's failed Stuart Armstrong Stuart Armstrong yeah, yeah. Yeah, see what's quite the the annoying thing about that is that obviously he probably should have just punted it, but see if he pulls off the pass, it's like whoever it is he's receiving the balls one on one with the keeper. One on one. Yeah. So like, it's just those sort of small margins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we were saying like um, on the on the preview that it's, it's the first game is obviously so important, but things can go yeah. so differently depending on results. So like, say even if we not like looking at our results, say England get beat in their first game, yeah. like the the pressures on them it's like massively. Um, oh yeah, well they're meant to be the big boys in the group, so. Yeah, well, they seem to think that they're the favourites for the... Well, I think Sky Bet, last time I checked, I'll check right now, actually, but last time I checked, they had them as outright favourites to win the tournament, which no. I just... <laughs> I don't see it, I really don't see it, to be fair. Like, I, I understand they've got an amazing squad, but um, this is what me and uh, Aaron were talking about yesterday. Like, if, if Scotland do manage to pull off the unthinkable and we do beat England at Wembley, it's going to be down to... Uh, one thing, and it'll be between Steve Clark out managing or out manoeuvring Gareth Southgate. And I think Clark's a far better manager, but Southgate's obviously got better players at his disposal. I just think he's a bit more uh, he's a bit more complacent than Clark's going to be. Clark's going to have the boys so ridiculously fired up. And when you look at the England uh, friendlies that they played, like they're starting boys that they're not even taking to the tournament. Like 
what are they doing? Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're clearly not taking it as seriously as we are in that in that sense. Yeah, I, I don't get that at all. Actually, it's just because the the, the, the warm up friendlies before the Euros. So I basically think that the the team that Clark played in the first or started the Luxembourg game is probably going to be pretty close. Starting against the Czech Republic. Yeah, which is yeah. like what they're what these games are for. Not yeah, just uh, not just it's chucking boys. So, yeah, not just chucking boys in for like a oh, cheers for coming along. You know what I mean? Warfare 5 <laughs> Scotland, England yeah. <laughs> Is that what's that? Was there, was there a Modern Warfare 4? I can't remember Is that the first one? Or no? No There was, there was a Modern Warfare 4 Not Modern Warfare 4 <laughs> <laughs> Oh Oh god <laughs> He's at it again <laughs> He went home to get it um, But like we say uh, If we could uh, if, Well You know England's their first game The Croatia game first game in our group is you know going to be kind of a bit of a PTSD sort of what do we all think after that in the first game what do you actually well I mean England playing Croatia is like a nightmare scenario for their first game back at international tournament is literally the last game they had at international tournament where they they balled their amazing run or whatever do you know what I mean like their amazingly overrated run as (laughs) I would say yeah like those videos saying like no one will forget this run or whatever it's like well Yeah. Yeah. I don't really look in the comments in that video just to see what the general pattern is like. And there's a lot of Scottish lads going like, "Oh, worst run ever, whatever." But then like the English pattern back is like, "Oh, here's a jar for all the Scottish tears we're gonna collect and stuff." And, like, yeah, that's like that's what you're saying. I just think, uh, and it, it's just, it seems like it's a bit of a, a general consensus anyway that so so many folk are just totally overlooking Scotland, and I don't want to. No, like read too much into friendlies because it's it's difficult, but like yeah. you just need to look at this, this like set of players that the Netherlands had out. Like that's friendly or not, that's still a decent group of so, players. Yeah, yeah, more or less, more or less a full strength team. And right. uh, and more than held their own. And again, I guess you could compare that to or say it's quite similar to the England game of the two two. It's like just yeah. a late yeah. free kick. That's yeah. Well, I mean, we actually looked like we looked like we could take Holland. And, like, and not even in terms of like hitting them on the break and shutting up shop or whatever like you usually do when you think you're the underdog like we could we honestly outplayed them in that game at some points like with our passing and stuff like when we get going we look seriously decent and like, uh, we, I think we're really good at like being able to pressurise these teams quite high up the park and force them into mistakes mm. teams that like to try and play football like you're Dutch and like don't know, England will try and play football against yeah, yeah. us Croatia will try and play football against us mm. we're really good at like Pressing them up the park and like closing off them, being able to move through, closing the their passing lanes off. And, uh, yeah, but I 
just think the first game for us is just it's, it's a cre- I just I'm, for me it's a must not lose. I think if we go into that, obviously it's must not lose. But people are saying must win. I think if we get a draw in that, oh, it's, it, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So like, it's because so fine. It gets us going. It gets like the safe game that we all expect to win or not lose. And if we do lose it, it's just like oh, it's just hard to get up for like. It's not, you're not kind of hard to get up for England, but you're just putting yourself right on the back foot straight away yeah. for, for those games. If we draw that, we can go to the England game. Come on, we might win this. Yeah. Get a point, it's good. Like, losing it's a disaster. Yeah, losing it's <laughs> scary. I think um, it's the, the Czech Republic game is going to be... That's, it's going to be cages anything. It's not going to yeah. be a pretty game because no, they're... Yeah. Uh, from what I've sort of read, they're quite a direct team. Patrick Schick. Leverkusen boy. Yeah. And he's just sort of a Lyndon Dykes esque guy. Like, he's going to play it direct, punt up to him and try and like feed it off to the foot. But I think the Czechs play quite similar to Scotland. But I just think that we've got more creative people and better things than the wings. And yeah. like, even though I don't know that much about their, their wing play. Yeah. But, like, but like, I just do think we're a more creative team. And more solid at what we do. They're maybe a bit more physical. Aye, 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 I would say so. Yeah, probably got bigger lads than us. But we've seen, we've already seen Scotland play Czech Republic at home in a game where we just won a one-nil KG game, and I think that's what we're going to expect again. And hopefully, that we come out on top, and we're the ones to take the one-nil win. Yeah. Don't see it being like a four-two or anything like that at all. Nah. Yeah, because they've. I was. Like, looking through their, their squad and what their starting eleven's probably going to be uh, against us and it's yeah as you said they've got barely anyone out wide it's going to be quite a they'll probably pack the midfield and they've got a lot of big boys in there so like um, yeah so like you know Suchek from West Ham um, there's a guy Alex Kral I think he's actually waiting to sign for West Ham yeah yeah and um Vladimir Derrida, I think he's at Hertha Berlin, uh, yeah. and they're all they're, they're big guys, and uh, it's you're you're gonna want sort of strong boys in that midfield yeah, for this yeah. game. Because um, I saw your tweet and about starting Gilmore, and I, that's why I wouldn't uh, against Czech Republic. I just think you need uh, you need big boys in there. That yeah. not saying like pick boys. Uh, say again. So, um, well, I'm just totally contradicting my starting eleven that I said on the preview show, but I think um, I think you've probably got to have McTominay in there um, with in the, uh, midfield three. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Um, I still agree with that. Yeah, you need to get McTominay in there. Probably McGinn and Armstrong just for their energy. McGinn Armstrong is a good shout. Yeah. I think it's just the the energy. Um, you, I think with McTominay, he's probably gonna sit a bit more if he were to play him yeah. with Armstrong and McGinn. Because I think if you're playing those two, 
or if you're playing a midfield three anyway, you're not having uh, like a Christian number 10, you're probably playing two outright strikers, or I guess you could play Dykes or Adams and Christie, yeah. um, and pretty much play like a, let's say like a 3-5-1-1 one, one almost. But um, yeah, I think just having the energy of Armstrong in there, um, I, I, it's, a, it's a tough one. I, I think you could see... I, I don't think Gilmore will play, but I think you could easily see uh, Armstrong or maybe even David, uh, David Turnbull coming. Cause I thought he. I feel like I know. You, I know what you're trying to say because it is very important for the midfield three, especially in the Czech game, because of the, how physical it's going to be. Midfield three to stay as a cohesive kind of unit. You don't want one player, aka maybe what a Gilmore or a Christie would do, kind of taking the ball and running off, and maybe leaving the other two a wee bit exposed. Yeah, I think it's... Like, that's maybe why you would want to slot McGregor or something like that more in. Maybe, I think it'd be a good idea to maybe... I would personally go with uh, with McGregor, McGinn and McTominay and then maybe bring on, look to bring on uh, Gilmore or a Christie in like the 60th minute or something. If it's nil-nil still, maybe just provide a little bit of strength but just going forward. Aye, I think um, he's going to stick with guys he trusts, clearly. Yeah. Um, and that's why you'll see someone like Stephen O'Donnell instead of Nathan Patterson because it's still quite early for Patterson. It's, I think, uh, what, was it his debut against Luxembourg or did he come against... Was it his first game? It would have been, yeah. Um, did he come on against... I know it's just Luxembourg, but he did look lively. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's going to be like... There's, after the Euros, there's going to be a few guys that probably drop out and I, I'd imagine going forward... As long as he plays regular club football, he'll be the the right back um, yeah. over O'Donnell. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying, like, like in terms of packs. I was quite staunch on the idea of Patterson starting, but then when I think about it, he's played like he looked good in that when he came on. But he played for like twenty thirty minutes against Luxembourg, where Stephen O'Donnell's been through the the warfare, shall we say, of being in Belgrade. And yeah, he's yeah. been through all these big games yeah. and like felt it all and battled away and whatnot. So having him in there is a far more safer shout. Which is probably what you try to have for, against yeah. the Czechs, hundred percent. Would, would you? Are you suggesting two up top or not two up top? Um, it's tough because I think you've got to start Adams because he's just on. He's, he's clearly our best striker, but he he also trusts Dykes, um, yeah. and I think. You saw the interview after the Luxembourg game. How he was talking about how he, he really enjoys playing up front with him because they're on the same wavelength all the time. Yeah, I think there'll be somewhat of a front to whether it's a striker and like he, number ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much playing off him as maybe like a a deep lying forward if you're right. going FM terms. <laughs> Shadow striker. Oh, <laughs> Adams are going to start hundred yeah. percent. I think both of them have got to start by. Humble opinion. Yeah. I think they do. You're probably the brothers of destruction. Yeah, no, they're, 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 like I think it would be doing a bit of a disservice to them to drop them yeah, now yeah, yeah. because they, it's on their backs that we've been carried over the last like month or two, and well, over the last sort of like group round of fixtures that we've played, it's all been about building this chemistry between the two of them. And to suddenly drop it for the Euros would seem like Clark's lost faith in them or something like that. But I think they they are 100 percent starting. They have to. They have to. Really do. I think I think the team that probably will start is uh, I don't know I don't know about the goalkeeper but outright it has to be Marshall. Uh, surely. Just, I'm seeing lots of folks saying Craig Gordon would love Craig Gordon I, start. I, I, like, I would rather have David Marshall. Which is long, one hundred percent. But 
I think they're very, very similar. similar. <laughs> so even, like, yeah. they're very, like, if you're going to put two keepers and, like, try and rate who's a better yeah. goalie, do you know what I mean? It's like, marginal, it's like, so, differences. And, and probably changes <laughs> week to week, uh, if you know what I mean, who's a better keeper. And Marshall was there and threw it all through. He's a legend, do you know what I mean? He's a Scottish so legend. Start him is because 100%. the Marshall, like, oh, yes, sir, I can boot you. Yeah, I know that wasn't him that started that. Yeah. You know? like <laughs> 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 yeah, like, I just think part of the bandwagon, part of the, like, you know, atmosphere around the, the nation yeah. and that, like, it's... What are you, Rory? Oh, yeah, definitely Marshall. I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he has made some, a few mistakes in recent yeah. games, but I think, um... All goalies do. I think Craig Gordon was actually at fault for the the Depay free kick. He takes like a wee yeah. step to his right before he hits the ball, uh, and it's, it's the same thing to me. Really? It was a bit harsh, but then I rewatched it after he mentioned it to me. I'm sort of the same opinion. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, because it's like I think I remember hearing or reading something that if the ball's going on, you the the goalkeeper it goes in via the goalkeeper's side, which is like obviously the other side of the wall. That yeah. it, it's it's on him, and like yeah, it's a decent hit and stuff like that, but. Yeah, it's got to be Marshall, and I, I, I would never really stick pick players because of just sort of loyalty, but because I was said again on the the, the preview, um, like you could have a guy who's maybe popped up like a, a header at the back post, and you could pick him just because of that moment, but not yeah, just yeah. Um, not just the pen save, like he made that really good save in extra time. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got to be Marshall. Um, but yeah, I'm more looking at the the team that um, that played against Luxembourg, and I'm pretty convinced that's going to be it that plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless the midfield three for that was it McGregor, McGregor, McTominay, McGinn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a solid three you go with, to be honest. But then once once again, like there's other options in there as well. That you know, like Christie's kind of filled that role of. The, the one thing that we don't actually have, which is weird because first time we've obviously qualified, but we don't have that faddy figure currently, really. And the closest you'd have is probably Christie. But then again... Maybe John McGinn. Was our McGinn, I suppose, yeah. Big meatball McGinn. <laughs> <laughs> what even is the meatball power? Uh, it's like something like his... When he was at St Mirren, his mum used to cut his hair and it just got like a zero on all round in his head. <laughs> And his head was really round, and he just looked like a meatball. <laughs> There's a picture of it somewhere. Uh, I think if you just Google, yeah, Google image John McGinn meatball, <laughs> a picture of him, like actually was the skinhead. But again, like I was uh, when but before the uh, Luxembourg game, rather, I was just looking at the team and the bench, and I was like, geez, oh, that's actually a really decent squad like just listen, running through the bench and you've got like Armstrong Turnbull Nisbet Ryan Fraser Gilmore Patterson James Forrest even if you want to include McKenna and Hendry like decent enough players as well um, honestly that is such a solid so like Steve Clark must be fucking buzzing that he has got this much of a difficulty in terms of picking who's better and who's got more quality in the team like yeah and and yeah, it's uh, obviously things like this happen with players like, for example, Che Adams. Like he's good. He's he's probably you could probably suggest that he's, he's decided to play for Scotland because now because we're at the Euros. And I mean, can you blame him? Like if, no, like no, at all. and also to that, arg- that argument, I would say 
Um, if give, give the guy another... If he hadn't played for us and you were to give him another five years, if he was to carry on his development, like, it's charted to go, like, if, if he's got as much potential as people think, then he would be playing for England in a few years' time. There's he's no doubt about it. Giving himself a chance, anyway. Yeah, and he's just totally removed the possibility of that opportunity to play for England and sacrifice to play for Scotland and dedicating himself yeah. to Scotland. So you can only love it from that perspective. But, but when you look at uh, folk like, I know Ollie Watkins has had a pretty decent season, but you look at folk like that, they get called up. Like, Shea Adams is, like, he is not, like, he's probably even better than Ollie Watkins, maybe going forward, if you know what I mean, in a few years' time. I yeah. don't think there's any reason why you can say that Ollie Watkins is a better striker than Shea Adams. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure he's even that far off like Calvert-Lewin. He's... I, no, gen- genuinely, he's not. They're... If he was to just have a little more like faith or whatever, if, if he wanted to play for England, he would have done. So the fact that he's chosen to represent us, like if anyone makes the shout of, oh, he's English, he's not loyal to us, it's absolute bollocks because he, he has proved his loyalty to us by being selected for the national team. I also think that's dying out a little bit. The, I've not. You have probably been the same when you're surfing through Twitter. I've not seen anyone anti griping about. No, like no, no, no. It can't be like like Scotland at the Euros. Like does it, these guys are representing us. These guys that can make history. These guys are like oh. giving us pure entertainment. All we've wanted all our yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. Like, regardless, they're from fucking China, England, or, <laughs> Chinese, like, Scots, Nike. It's fine. Just let's get on with. It. Let's get playing. Play for Scotland then. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that boy, I think he's in under 21s, he plays for like Athletic Bilbao, he's sort of a Basque Scotsman, so, yeah, yeah I can't Wait, remember. Is he a striker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Jack Harper or something. No, no, it's uh, Ewan something, I can't remember his surname. Um, I found him on FM and his name literally was just Ewan. <laughs> like a Scottish striker called Ewan. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> To let him go in the end, he was rubbish. <laughs> oh god! Um, but yeah, it's just like yeah, totally. I've not really seen much stuff like that. Just um, anti-English sentiment towards the players. And that. Yeah, I think. Um, like, me and crew were talking earlier as well about. Uh, I've not seen it, but there's like an interview with McTominay where apparently he's like talking about like trying to fire everyone up for the, the upcoming campaign. I don't know if you've seen that at all, Rory. Or... I saw a wee clip of an interview with him, like the one that Sky put out. Um, and he, yeah, he's um, like a full sort of twelve-minute um, YouTube interview with, interview with him, and, and the way he speaks, you can tell that he's like a very powerful figure in the dressing room. People sort of look up to him; he's a bit of a leader and whatnot. And he speaks very, very well about Scotland. And you can tell there's like a humbleness throughout the throughout the whole camp. Everyone's like, you know, what, we're a good side, but like we're not going to be shouting about this, that, and the next thing. There's an arrogance. He's got a feeling yeah. that he can cause bother here at the Euros. That people we're don't not know. Gonna, we're not, he's not coming out and saying we're going to fucking win the whole Euros, but he's not coming out and saying we're here to make, basically said word for word, we're not here to make up the numbers. And hearing that from a guy that's like, he was born in England. England. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hearing it from him and just hearing it, he's, he's a centre midfield that starts most weeks for Manchester United, like well, Man United, big club in the world, whatnot. And, and he's speaking like that, and he's the forefront of our team at the moment. And yeah. It's great. Another, an- another guy that would easily be playing for England if he had... Aye. Just left it for a bit longer, and obviously he probably knew that himself, but still chose to play for us over 
uh, a future England team, which is you can't you cannot grumble with that type of loyalty one bit. I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, there's always that sort of wee doubt or groans, whatever. When like you get the the English board players coming in, but um, McTominay, McTominay's like saying sorry. Centric in any way, there's they're, they're totally uh, as they should be. They're totally Scottish uh, as far as far as our our eyes are concerned. Yeah, and he's totally grown into playing for Scotland as well. He was kind of shaky and obviously at fault for the goal out in Serbia, but yeah. um, a guy that's just completely uh, a guaranteed starter now. Yeah. Um, but it's like Probably the best midfielder at Man United right now. So. <laughs> yeah, well, not far off to be fair. Not in far there. off at all. In the that in the sort of like deeper role no, anyway. Level quite obviously, but yeah. I, what I was kind of thinking the other day is um, like it, it, obviously great to be there, but you do feel a bit bad for some players like uh, like obviously McFadden that just gave his absolute balls for Scotland and yeah, yeah, and he's like, never never actually done this. Yeah. Like Sarah, Aaron Fletcher, Sean Maloney, all these guys. Yeah. Oh, Sean Maloney, yeah. Scott in the 2-2 I remember yeah. uh, I think it was off, off the back of that season but it would have been 15-16 and it was, was that like Deli Alley's breakthrough year or something like that Aye. the Spurs and yeah. uh, I think it's within two minutes of the game he, he started and Brown just absolutely smashes him takes the yellow <laughs> and he, he, he didn't do anything for the rest of the game <laughs> too scared way too scared he just absolutely crunk, crunched him just him like yeah <laughs> Like uh, Jamesy Mack. <laughs> uh, Jamesy Mack down at the, uh, the Newton Park. He was supposed to be on our preview, but he's uh, his his internet cut out on this ship. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were like trying to sort of we were testing out beforehand. We started recording, and you'd be like, uh, "Is everything not, like you can hear us on it, Jamesy?" And then like a minute later, it's like, "Yeah, hi boys." <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, well, not a minute, but uh, there, was, there was a delay to it. <laughs> Just sending a signal from a boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> there was a bit of a delay on it. Remember, uh, we did a pod, I think it was actually yours, Mikey, ages ago. It was towards the start of it. Um, and Jamesy was out at sea, and he was on, and it was just a nightmare. Uh, oh, I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> it was like, we'd be making a point, and then you just hear Jamesy crackling away over the phone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, someone someone asked him a question. It was like it was quite a long question with details, or whatever. And he's like, yeah. oh, "What do you think of that, Jamesy?" And he's like, "Oh, I." And he, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, waited ages to get his response. Like all the tensions <laughs> building up. Um, well, thank God he's not on this one. I know. <laughs> Just uh, absolutely slate him. <laughs> 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 
but his hair. He comes on fairly regularly, does he not? Aye, we had him on the uh, season, uh, the awards ceremony thing. Yeah, um, review, season review. Aye, again, yeah. I gave that a and uh, thought it was pretty funny, just uh, the segment about like, the viral videos. Oh, yeah. It was like, Jamesy's one was uh, the, the Brian Rice. Uh, we're a fucking Hamilton one. Like, oh, yeah. You <laughs> shout that. And then there's the, uh, what was it, the thingy's got a wee bobby or something? Dobby's got a wee bobby. Nah, that was it, yeah. <laughs> Iconic moments from throughout the season. When, uh, I, when, well, Jamesy brought this up when we were doing that, and I, because uh, he said I was going to go for uh, the like the, the players celebrating after the game in Serbia in the dressing room, and I that I, I just didn't think of it at all. I was like, Jesus, how, how did I forget really, that? To be fair, that's more of like a, it's not so much of a club thing, but we can pick that as our best viral video. <laughs> there you go, yeah. I, yeah, I was <laughs> going with like... Another good, it's not quite a viral video, but uh, it's like the, the sort of patter about... Uh, Gareth Southgate, you know, he selected like four right backs. <laughs> it's like he's going to play all of them against Scotland because he's got a cope with Robbo and Tierney going <laughs> on the left. I saw there was this ace, uh, ace picture someone made, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, and it was like um, all their right backs, and then it was just uh, obviously let, leaving a big gap, and it was like Sammy the Tammy on a tank coming in off our right. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, in a battle, like <laughs> you coming in at the back post. <laughs> That's absolutely quality. The uh, the Sammy, the Tammy <laughs> coming on uh, pre-match and firing firing guns into the away end was it the, the race supporters? Or yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, coming yeah, on a tank, funny, uh, and they're playing like gunfire noises over the tannoy. <laughs> They've got their mascot in a cardboard tank. <laughs> That uh, that ended up getting brought up in uh, in Parliament pretty sure because they were uh, <laughs> it was like trying to incite a riot or something like that. <laughs> That's mental. Another reason why we need to go down to Wembley and beat those English, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> have you ever seen any other videos of him? There's one of him made like uh, zips zip lines from a stand into the centre circle or something like that. <laughs> And he like sledges down the one of the stands and just like absolutely <laughs> bottles it. One of the best, probably the most iconic mascot in the lower leagues has to be. Apart from Parks, maybe. Oh, I, 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 I hate him. What's his name again? Oh, Kingsley. Like, oh, it's pish. It's just yeah, absolutely uh, wired. <laughs> Lisa Simpson. <laughs> looks rubbish to be fair. Aye, it's, it was quite funny or weird in the same way that we were doing the preview when uh, Christy brought up like Scotland generally have one of the best left sides in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, we actually do as well. People are saying that we've got the, the best left back going in the tournament. I tried to rack my head around yeah. who's better. I couldn't off the top of my head. Like, I like I've just uh, I've just got the old sticker book at hand. Um, went on to get it, <laughs> and like you just flick through some of the teams and you. Th- Looking at their for out for their left back, and like yeah, there's not many I can really pick uh, pick out that who who definitely is better. One, one one name that I would pick out that I think could be like quite a surprise, good player, and he's a left back, and in the group they're in Zinchenko for Ukraine. Oh yeah, they they could be like if they do all right in their group because they've got a very win like winnable group. Yeah, Austria, Holland, Macedonia, like. He's the one that's sort of the catalyst for him. He's the main man, like, takes the penalties. He's the yeah, man, man okay, city boy yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. He's a fullback. Like, a bit of like a David Alaba-esque yeah, for okay. Austria. For Ukraine, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, he could be a 
don't think he's better than our left backs, of course. No, 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 left backs are the best, but he's a yeah. name. So when we were doing our big, we record like a big Euros preview. We're gonna play uh, out, yeah. and uh, he actually plays central, like centre mid for uh, Ukraine. Really? Yeah. Or even like number ten, I think Kaz was saying. Um, really? He's a really advanced. It's this boy, uh, Matt Vienko, that plays for either Shakhtar, Donetsk, or Dynamo Kiev. He's he's okay, the left yeah. back. So you need to go on FM if you're. Need a, need a left back to pick up. <laughs> uh, is Shevchenko the Ukraine manager? Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they want to be a wee bit of a dark horse if you're looking at other teams to maybe make a little bit of an impact in the tournament just because their group's quite easy, kind of an alright route, and I think people may underestimate them a wee bit. I totally wrote them off and then has kind of just made me look stupid and like reeled off some of their results recently and Goodbye. their squad. <laughs> Yeah, above Portugal, yeah, I think. <laughs> Shevchenko is uh, obviously like, you know, if if you're a Ukrainian player and you're going into that dressing room and then Shevchenko is managing you, like, you are doing anything that man tells you. Like, I would do anything Shevchenko told me. The guy's a hero. Like. I watched a bit of them against Northern Ireland the other night and they, they did look like quite, quite, yeah. quite frightening on the attack. They did look a bit leaky at the back, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they'll do all right. I don't think Austria coming into this nah. tournament all guns losing North Macedonia, you know, <laughs> Goran Pandev. That is all we really know. But they could do all right. Goran Pandev, Holland as well. We've always evidently shown that they're oh, a very beatable team. Yeah. When is he in the final? What you mentioned earlier about uh, like us having a better manager than or Clark being like a better manager than Southgate. Yeah. I made the point on this, uh, I can't remember which preview it was, but it was like um, how there's there's groups of players or squads of players that are better than ours, but we've they've got a worse manager than ours, and Holland's yeah. definitely one of them. Like, De Boer is a way worse manager oh, than Steve yeah, Clark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, and that's like, because we're kind of running through what our strengths and weaknesses are, and I, yeah. uh, I think one of our biggest strengths is genuinely Clark, because yeah. I know there was a wee bit of doubt about him at the start when we were really picking up results and yeah. even after the Serbia game when you obviously qualify and then you what we, we sort of lost out in the Nations League and folk yeah. are thinking like oh well oh yeah afterwards after we qualified and we had a, a few like, ooh, like yeah and you're thinking like results. oh are we just like yeah. happy happy to have qualified but now it's um, like you just you can't really just write off qualifying like so many, yeah. so many have tried and failed. Like, and he's yeah. he's the one that's done it. And yeah, what I what very it, very grounded, grounded figure and very humble and like doesn't get too carried away and always looking to the next step. Like the qualify for the Euros, well done everyone. But now he's already thinking like, how do we get out of the group? And like <laughs> other people, other managers will just get well carried away with it. And we've done our job. We've done this next, but he's got us playing in a, a, a formation in a so way organised. it's going to be hard style, for any yeah. team to be that's why Kilmarnock were so good that's why they finished theirs because the style it was hard for anyone to come and take points you Break have to down. play class yeah. if you play class you probably can beat Scotland but you have to play you have to well. play at the we're top. not yeah, 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 yeah. no one can just come and whip us anymore saying <laughs> yeah. that Ingle W has 4-0 <laughs> <laughs> it's true though he's got that, yeah, me- yeah. He's got that uh, mentality now. if I watch something this morning the way he speaks and stuff like that, it's like I've got the guys believing not in the fear factor of losing anymore. You've just got to play in the, the, the feeling of 
what might happen if we win. Yeah. Because Scotland, for so long, the mentality's been like, oh, we're going to let everyone down. We're going to let the country down, yeah. Why not a good mentality? Like, what can we do? And how good it's going to be when we do that? And I think he's installed that in the players eventually. And it's coming through now. And I think, as a nation, we all just feel a bit humble and a bit like, we actually can do so. It wouldn't be beyond the beliefs that we could win all three games, but at the same time, it wouldn't be beyond the beliefs that we could lose all three yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's put in confidence in us that I think, why, why can't we yeah. win? win all three games yeah that's honestly the way like the players will be thinking as well yeah it's, I think uh, that, that spot on with the point there but we're not going to get thrashed no one we've not been thrashed in ages I think it's if you go back to Russia yeah, or something yeah that, that someone's actually scored more than twice against us I think um, really? there you go. It's we might have been a bit sort of the, the football might have been a wee bit boring or whatever in the build up but it's almost like that he knew that the long term goal, or not long term, but the the end goal was um, yeah, yeah. was getting to the Euros, and this style of play is well suited to not getting beat, uh, and yeah. that well, that's what's so crucial in these games. Yeah, that's his main kind of ethos: is don't lose, like don't lose, and then if you score, then we'll probably yeah. win. Basically, is that if if we can get a nick a goal and we can stay as structured as we usually are, then you'll win. And I think that I really think that's why we've got a good chance in the group because the other teams we're playing are also quite organised teams, maybe with the exception of England, who are a bit more like trying to just go attacking freeform. Uh, but but when they come up against us, like we said, the whole underestimation thing, Steve Clark outwitting uh, Gareth Southgate, uh, all these elements coming into it, like we've got just as good a chance as Aaron just said of losing all our games as we do of winning all of our games. Like it's really on a knife edge, to be honest. I think what bodes well is how like these are obviously massive games against pretty decent opposition, yeah. and uh, what Clark did so well at Killy was the the results against the old firm, and this is yeah. as close to those sort of situations as we're going to yeah. get with Scotland, yeah. and yeah. that's what you've got to kind of that's what gives you belief that we're actually yeah. we we could do something here, yeah. um, because we're, we're, not, we're not there by accident at the end of the day. We're totally there on merit, like. We're just as good as the other teams that have been that are all in the tournament. Obviously, like we've got we've got as good a chance as anyone. There's no reason why we should be written off. And I mean, crew, uh, you've been listening to like other things. Uh, oh, I've been listening to YouTube previews and all this, and then people, albeit they're YouTubers, so maybe their intel and backing of knowledge is not too amazing. But everything that I'm reading, everything that I've been watching, just laughing at Scotland and saying we're going to finish bottom of our group. There was one Aussie guy I was watching, and uh, he was like, "I'm gonna put Scotland third, but I'll definitely live to regret that." And I was just like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> so like, annoying!" Like, it's just what you think so bank that we're gonna finish ball. Uh, like, what have you been watching? Like, what you look at our team? Like, what do you actually see? Like, like where's see, the weakness? Yeah, yeah, where's the real weakness? Like, you look at fucking the Czech team. Like, what's burning with that? Croatia have not been the same Croatia as they were in the World Cup. Drew right? Armenia the other night. Did they? Drew Armenia. They got beaten a very terrible game against Belgium the night one nil. Like. They're not great. They weren't great in their their nations league and, and qualifying. They're not coming into it in good form. They've had a bit of a hangover, yeah, shall yeah. we say, since the World Cup final. Yeah. Had their moment in the sun. V England, it's a one off game. Who knows what can happen? The Czechs would be in twice or three three times the last time we played them or something. So, yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of folk like I I've stopped listening to sort of main or bigger podcasts and whatever recently because it's just so England centric and whatever. And yeah, it's as, almost as if uh, it's like. A make a wish or whatever that Scotland had been brought along here, like oh let's just yeah, sort yeah. of 
and uh, even if you just look look at the odds and like it were obviously 151 it's probably like fair but you're chucking us in the same sort of bracket as like hungary and North finland Mastic. and stuff yeah. like that and it's just like hungary should be a ten thousand to one with their group yeah in. and it's like you know, you just, there's no danger that hungary are progressing and if they do then that is the biggest fair play of all time but yeah i just i don't know if it was just bias or whatever because being scottish and whether they're getting ahead of themselves but like again you just look at the squad that's for example, that's so much better than the Northern Ireland squad that got to the last sixteen. Yeah, I, I think I think I think we're actually quite grounded people. If we actually thought Scotland were were there to make up the numbers, we'd be able to see it. But we've like we're in amongst it, and we know like where the sort of what's the journey is at. and like what the sort of mood in the camp is like. We've been Scotland fans for ages and been like, nah, we're never getting out of this this uh, qualifying group. There's no chance. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. And now if we were going to go in a qualifying group, which we've been in maybe 10 years ago, yeah. 12 years ago, we'd be like, you know, we've got a chance to actually get yeah. out of this. Like, like, yeah. we're, we're, it feels like we're up there in that next bracket mm. of teams again. feel like we are like a, a solid pot three edging on the bottom pot two team. Yeah, these days. Like, whereas before we were just a standard pot four team. Like like a four three three team. team. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to, our big game was Georgia away and we'd lose it and that'd be it. Like, see later, see next qualifying tournament. <laughs> Yeah, just th- that team that would maybe pop up with a moment in qualifying that got like yeah. sort of like, yeah, James, yeah, 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 but just wouldn't quite make it. And I think I think I think if let's say we had a really tough group and we're like we just we we knew we weren't getting out of it. I think or if we're in Hungary's group, for example, or even even like a little bit weaker or something. Like if we had say France, Portugal, and maybe like a like a Ukraine or something we'd be like we could sneak something against Ukraine but look fine we'd be so much more grand. I don't I say, we say that exact group that we had there it'd be a must win against Ukraine and then we have to try and get a point against one of their teams and yeah we'd maybe think we maybe we'll get a point but realistically if you put us heads up against Portugal and France or Portugal and Germany like we'd be a bit more like mm, I don't know if we're going to get yeah, it yeah. it would be serious underdog yeah. time if that was the case like but yeah I mean, that, that's when it would be like right okay fair enough it's decent to be there but um, uh, let, yeah. let's just try and get to the next one but now when, you do it's almost like It's mental that, like, obviously the final stuff is the biggest game, but this is easily, like, the second biggest game the tournament's going to see. Yeah, the whole tournament. Yeah. Every single fan that is watching the Euros is going to be tuning into the England song game. Yeah. It's a must-see. Yeah, yeah. It's a must-see. It's Friday night, 8 o'clock. Like, every cut in their dog's review. Yeah, what? 100%. Are you going down to London, or what? Nah, nah, I'm not. I I don't think I would. I think, um... I get, could get quite tasty down there. To be fair, I think uh, just like just watching what those England supporters are like at the minute, um, and with oh, the, yes. so riled up, yeah, the, I think there's there's, there's going to be some serious trouble. Um, uh, a bit of scrappage, like, oh, oh, big time! And they wear kilts on, causing bother. <laughs> just for you, we're holding a pints and penalties banner down there for you. Oh, are you going down? <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, we're all going down. Yeah, yeah. class. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, 
able to afford to train though, so it's going to be a sneak down job for myself. Don't tell the cops. <laughs> Just walk. Tom will give you a lift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave <laughs> <laughs> Right, hike. Get your sort of yeah, exactly. your tent out. <laughs> We could just walk, yeah. Um, but I, it's like I don't, I don't even know if enough's been made of it. The the England game, it's like it's it just kind of it's absolutely yeah. huge and it's so massive. Like, and then I mean, there's been a lot made from it from our side, but apart from that, I've not heard much of a neutral build up for it already. Or... Yeah, it, they're almost treating it as just like, well, that's just an, that, England will easily beat them. No worries. Yeah, Whereas it really should be looked at like, okay. You've got a decent England team, and you've actually got. This isn't like when we played them in previous friendlies, and we were pretty yeah. crap and kind of snuck through decent performances, like through yeah, the crowd yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. we're we're a yeah, decent team, and it should be getting like a fair build up, but yeah. it's treated so like a friendly it's, for the from them. See, when I saw that clip up, but I was just like, that guy has no idea about football. When was the last time you... you, you, you when was the last time you saw a side actually score seven in the, like, in, well, in men's Euros, tournaments, Euros. anyway? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Germany against Brazil. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, it, that's that was almost just a sort of... It was, I wouldn't say it's a freak game, but it was yeah. just a mad sort of 20 minutes where Brazil just... Totally felt a bit, but like, it's a complete utter free game. That like Brazil and Germany in the semi finals in Brazil 7 1. Was it not a it was was 5 0 at half time? I think, never watched it at Paul Shaw's house, so really, I'm pretty sure there was there's a like, I'm not sure if it's an unofficial rumor or unconfirmed rumor that. They actually said at halftime, right, okay, let's maybe just take it easy. And yeah, uh, well, the did. Yeah, yeah, and then they brought so, the... Right, I've heard that before, too. They brought the boy... Uh, like, like, Sherla- don't embarrass them anymore, lads, basically. Yeah, they brought the boy Sherla on, and he was like... Because uh, he got the, six, the sixth and the seventh, and he's like, well, they're... Like, in Sherla as well, I'm pretty sure. Like yeah, they were like... He was like, well, this lot are shite, like... I've I've got to, like, play my way into the into getting a game in the final, so... um. <laughs> Well, see, I, I don't really know, but when you see when you think back to like before the Euros got expanded to twenty four teams, when it was just sixteen, like you yeah. you did get quite a lot of pretty nasty groups. Yeah, yeah, you always do. And in the World Cup, it was this, it's just been the same before as well. Yeah. I'm sure, the, the uh, most recent World Cup, there was a group that was like, oh, that's brutal. 
Um, I can't remember what it was, obviously. But there was... Crazy! You have France, Germany, and and uh, Portugal. Sorry, all in uh, in the same group as pots one, two, and three somehow. Yeah, the thing is, it make like, I'm not I'm not too sure on Germany because I I was. Uh, yeah, Germany aren't quite what they used to be. Hundred percent. Germany, Germany. Yeah, because I I was looking through their squad and like a midfield three of Goretzka, um, Goretzka, Gundogan, and Cruz is like still up there with some of the best and I think you... it's amazing that Dundagin's had one of the seasons of his life this year at Man City like, yeah not... and then they've got like so many options up top you've got like Havertz Werner Muller Nabry uh, Sani <laughs> yeah. and then it's just like but I guess it's just they seem like a squad that's sort of or a manager that's kind of run out of ideas it's just right, a... is, it, is Joachim Love still there? yeah he's leaving after yeah. the Euros wow. though so. But I think like, who? So who do you think are going to win it other than Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> Scotland. I, found, I, I think um, I think it's, there's so many teams this year that can do do well. But if if you force them a hand to choose a team, gun to your think, head. <laughs> if I, I gun, gun to my head. I think don't know why, but I've just got a feeling this could be Belgium's time to just like actually fucking do something. Like, <laughs> like Romelu Lukaku and De Bruyne have had two exceptional season yeah, and every other position that they've got is so solid and if they get out their group um, and flying colours like win all three games and be very solidified they could go on to win it yeah. um, at the same time though I could see someone from the group F t- um, tier win it like your France, France against Portugal uh, just because they've had all those games already all those big ties yeah. they've thought through they've already got the hunger and already got yeah. those big moments but France are obviously the favourites but when do you actually ever see the favourites yeah. win in the international competition? Like it's very rare. In fact, quite often the favourites don't even make out of the group. I think going Belgium. <coughs> going Belgium. What about you, Mikey? Uh, just looking at the chart right now, and uh, it's going Belgium too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Belgium's a great shout, to be honest. And I think I think that if Belgium uh, did win it this year, they'd solidify themselves and be like, okay, right, Belgium were absolutely class during that period of time. If they don't win it, then it's another like, mm, will Belgium ever quite do it? Will they ever go over the finishing line? Well, well they've got such an amazing squad. Uh, but to just be different, I'm not going to pick the same answer as Crow. I'm going to go for a different, uh, not quite dark horse, but a, a team that's been neglected, I think, by everyone, and that's Italy. Yeah, I, uh, I think Italy will do well. I don't, I don't I think, think Italy have been seriously <laughs> underrated. Look at their route and look at their group. Switzerland, Wales, and Turkey, like. It's a competitive group, apart from maybe Wales, who I think are going to be absolute dog shit this year, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, their squad's mints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wales, the Wales are washed in tin pots. So it's so nah, good. Nah, it's hilarious. Nah, they've had their little... Oh, they hope they get trounced now. Nah, <laughs> uh, nah I, I really think Italy, plus their route to the group, if they can avoid Belgium uh, in the in the quarters or, or the semis somehow, uh, and, or the round, the round of 16... Uh, if Belgium somehow get knocked out by someone else, like from the left hand side of the draw, then Italy are the, are the other strongest team that are in there. Like that's Italy going home early doors. <laughs> God bless Italy. <laughs> Turkey five, Italy one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like uh, I think they played a friendly last night, and they've won eight on the bounce and kept eight clean sheets in that time as well. It's like that's an absolutely <laughs> absurd <laughs> run of form. They've not lost since. Uh, 2018 either. <laughs> it beat the Czechs 4-0 as well the other night. Yeah. 
For you, um, he's in his 30s anyway, and uh, like, yeah, he's 31. Maybe, what's that? 31. 31, so yeah, usually that's when you're going like, oh, striker get into his later years, but he's getting better and better, sort of thing. So, yeah, he's a guy I uh, I want to see do well because you get players that like him that score like absolute tons of goals in, in their uh, their domestic league, yeah. and sometimes like because. He's never Lazio didn't do that well in the Champions League, and he didn't really catch too many eyes. Yeah, um, gets kind of overlooked a bit. Like. Yeah, and I kind of want to see someone like him have like a really de- decent tournament and just be like, just like that he, that he is a really shit hot striker. Yeah, and folk will be like, you know, he is from his stats, but like just to see it on the main stage would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then folk will be like, oh, where's this guy been the entire time? And it's well, he he didn't actually really settled down until he signed for Lazio because he was at like uh, Torino, Dortmund, Sevilla and then pitched up at Lazio I think in his later years as well yeah I think he's been there for about three or four I think uh, I think if you I think I just I know France are the favourites but I just don't think you can look past them their squad's just like I think they're actually on the verge of being one of the best if if, if, unless they could absolutely bottle it but yeah. If they were to win this, I think you could potentially see like Spain levels of dominance yeah, here. Yeah, I, I was thinking myself, Spain between uh, 2008 and 2012 sort of era. Yeah, because was, the, that, that's the, by far the best international team that any of us have ever seen. Yeah, and I, I agree that France are rivaling that right now, without a doubt. Like the, their squad and the way they play is is mental, exciting football. To be fair. And it's quite young as well. It's yeah. The only guys that are maybe close to packing in would be well, probably like maybe Lloris and goal. But then the, the fact that it's like they've already got an absolutely like shit hot front line, and then just call up Benzema oh. <laughs> to just like chuck him in the mix. Like, and then, yeah, and then adding Benzema, Benzema, add add, even even there, and I know it's like oh yeah, okay, everyone makes the show. Uh, of being an overrated striker, but Giroud as well. Like, oh, Giroud is just not like he's their second-time all-cup scorer or whatever. So he's a he's a French legend. And then factor in like their attacking foot. Like Pavard is just Pavard is an unbelievable uh, footballer. Also in Golo Kante's like on. He's oh, like the Yeah, yeah. In Golo Kante's in Golo Kante's yeah. football player like break up the play, reading the play, getting the yeah. play forward. Is nah, they have a, yeah, they have a seriously amazing team. And, and if, if we were to somehow, if we were getting through it to face them, then I would be... Then they're going home. Yeah, well, <laughs> 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 yeah you, think, you think they'll win overall? Uh, yeah, France, I think they'll win it. France, yeah, um, I, I think there could be quite a few disappointments. I, I, I think Belgium might go early, well, quite early. I think they're really? just... I had no idea that Thomas Vermaelen's still fucking playing for them. He's oh he's thirty five and he's playing out in Japan and he's still pitching up for them. <laughs> they must be short centre half. Like, I. Vermaelen, sorry. 
I think uh, it's it's obviously still for Tong and an older Vyrod. I think yeah, um, like... Jason Denier used to be at Celtic. He's yeah. he's playing for them, but um, yeah, I just think their defence will let them down. Um, just it's difficult to sort of try and outscore oppositions in tournaments. Um, I think looking as well, and I think that the quarterfinals, if everything goes to plan, which you know these things don't, and these sort of occasions that, but be Italy versus Belgium in the quarters, which would be the ultimate test to see who's up for the task. It's like that sort of defensive mindset versus the attacking mindset, and usually you'll see the defensive mindset just outdo them. But it'd be interesting to see, but. At the same time, you could you wouldn't look past seeing Turkey beating Italy in the opening game, and you wouldn't look past fucking Denmark beating Belgium, and that just anything can happen. That's why it's so good. Like, I I think I'd, you you're sort of um, traditional big size. I, I, don't, I don't think Holland will do well at all, um, which is weird because if they had Van Dijk, you could feasibly say that yeah. they yeah. they would be in the running, but. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not even sure how well Spain will do either. Um, there are have just been kind of been. Who's talking about Spain? No, no, no one is. No one even mentioned the thing as well about Spain. It's like one of their their main guys right now that's actually performing well for Spain. Ferran Torres. I've watched a lot of him uh, sitting. Obviously, obviously, he's a good young player and whatnot, but it doesn't seem like a guy that's going to take them to the Euros and win it. Win you know it, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. not 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 good enough. Morata as well. Yeah, it's like yeah. Morata's all right. Spain's group, I think, is by far, not by far, but they're in Holland's group, the two washed groups in the, the tournament, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Sweden, Spain, Poland, and Slovakia. Poland, like, poor at the moment. Sweden are just Sweden and Slovakia, and never been a nah. team causing bother. Nah, like. nah. I think, um, I'd. I, I don't think Spain are a bad team. I think come next World Cup, as long as like uh, Enrique stays, they actually could be decent because it's quite yeah. young. I think other than maybe Thiago, Jordi Alba, and Busquets, most of the players are sort of early to mid twenties. Yeah. So by then, I think they could be serious contenders for the World Cup. I just think it may be a bit too early yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, like I, I just can't see every time England come up against sort of decent teams in tournaments they just bottle it and I just yeah. I, I don't know so what are they group uh, so if they win the group they'll come up against aye. if they win group E which they're in they'll go up against third in group A B C or D no so uh, so I was meaning uh, England so if England win their group oh. or our group rather uh, uh, England get either Portugal France Germany uh, if they finish top yeah so that like that's their test is like it, and it's probably good for them and probably everybody depending on which way it goes is what happens like if they beat one of those teams they're like right okay that's the sort of monkey off the back a bit like their penalty shootout at the last World Cup oh yeah but then if, if for what everyone else wants is just for them to be punted out pretty much to the, their home tournament you can say like the yeah, first but, knockout round games they're playing at Wembley they're playing all their games at Wembley the finals at Wembley as well oh, both the semis are So, Wembley. yeah, it's it's a home tournament for them. That's nuts. Which are as home tournament as it gets, really, without it being yeah, one. Yeah, for a for a Euro, it's going to be even better. 
now in Scotland. Go <laughs> down there. John McGinn puts this one to <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, if uh, if McGinn gets the winner in any game, just get a wee meatball tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. See, what's quite gutting though is like, I guess you do have a bit of an unofficial song in uh, Yes or I Can Boogie, but I was hoping some, like, a band would come out with a, with like, an actual official song. Not been any of that, eh? There's not been that at all. Like an Ali's Army or something. Yeah. But I guess. It's the first time we've qualified for ages, and there should be something like that. Step up the snuts. <laughs> oh my god, that would be absolutely pish. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably say no because it like it's uh it's too sort of mainstream or whatever. They don't agree with the. Ah uh, yeah 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 that would be. It. They don't agree with football songs. <laughs> yeah yeah, or the football sort of culture. culture yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's not uh it's not deep and rooted like their bloody. Uh, yeah. Country pish. <laughs> oh, uh, no! Nah, I tell you why they won't like it because there's a uh, there's games where you need a, a vaccine passport a vaccine. to get into. <laughs> I was thinking how to add the anti-vax patterns. So like they'll be like, well, that's you, you shouldn't be able to do that. And it's like right, okay. <laughs> and especially their fat bassist. <laughs> <laughs> their fat loser bassist. Yeah, with the stupid yeah. shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's not Tom Denham. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like I guess what you could say is that you don't want to hype it up and make a song like that and bottle it. Like you don't. You don't end up looking. We've very much played our chances down. We've been quite. We've been quietly confident. I actually think everybody's just going perfectly yeah, and yeah. swimmingly for us to do well. Hi, like. Not been enough hype to be like we're the best thing in the world. Nah, nah, nah. There's enough hype to be like we could be a force. We could be a bit, alright. Yeah. We're not going to be pushovers. No, no way. Other than uh, other than like the wee COVID outbreak, there's not been any injuries or anything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, John's COVID outbreak, and I'm sure. Uh, uh, well, surely no one had Fleck in their starting midfield for the the Euros. <laughs> nah, nah. I don't think nah, he was getting a okay. sniff. The forgotten man, him and Greg Taylor, him and Greg Taylor, and John Kevin McLaughlin as well. I think uh, I think Nisbet could be a decent wee sub to bring on because he's a good yeah, finisher yeah, and oh, oh and th- 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 always in the right places to be fair. I mean, get those tappings yeah. off. Put, put it this way: Who would you rather have getting sent through one on one, Lyndon Dykes or Kevin Nisbet? <laughs> yeah, probably Nisbet. And Nisbet, obviously, that's the one. And I really appreciate what Dykes brings to the team in terms of his overall link up. He's the big pivot up top. I get it, but there's something about when a striker goes through one on one and you're looking at him and you're going. He's never finishing this. That that shouldn't be your thoughts with your striker. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've seen plenty like, of those at Aberdeen. <laughs> oh, so many. But, but you should never be going. You should never be banking on your striker to miss a one on one. What can you look at? So who would you rather start, Dykes or Nisbet? Dykes. Ah, I would, yeah, still, yeah. I would yeah. definitely have Dykes start. I know what you're saying yeah. in terms of just like going through one on one. I just, I just really what wish Dykes brings the team. Yeah, yeah. Nisbet brings the team. Yeah, like, totally. so much more. Gets us up the park. Yeah. Lays it off the folk, puts just, it in the air. Just want nothing more than uh, for Dykes to just in, like become an actual 
finisher, like to mm. improve his finishing, because it was that chance against Luxembourg. And Holland, he had a good chance as well. He went through one on one and he smashed it like high in the middle of the goal. It was so easy for the goalie to save. Like every uh, striker knows, hit it low and hard, as hard as you can, and the keeper is going to struggle to save it. No matter where it goes in the neck, it goes through his legs or just beside his leg, but he's not going to save it if it's rolling along the ground, generally. I... Up in the air is like. Mm, do you really know what you're doing, son? I'd rather have Declan Gallagher one. <laughs> I think what's is, is the the differences with these strikers is that, like, especially maybe Nisbet, because you're looking at the, the players at his club and uh, like, putting in crosses and stuff like that, and it, it's just such a different ball game receiving crosses from, like... Louis jo- yeah, Lewis Stevenson to, <laughs> to Andy Robertson. <laughs> yeah, nah, of course, yeah. Like, Robertson absolutely puts it on a plate for him against... Uh, oh, you No, it probably was like a deflection off his arse or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a guy. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, just, it's, I guess that's the thing, just sort of staying humble. And that's what, I mean, yeah. it's what we've been doing, but I, I can, just in the wee build-up, like, I think it was last week when it properly, I got the fever. Um, <laughs> I woke, woke in the night with a fever. What's that? Like, <laughs> the fever fever. No, 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 what was, the, what was that lyrics? You know, get, I woke in the night with the fever. Uh, is it what? Uh, uh, this is a <laughs> rough, rough shout, but is it Arctic Monkeys? No, no, it's We Have a Dream. <laughs> oh, I thought it was maybe Why Do You Only Call Me When You're Dreaming? No, fighting. no, no, it's an uh, iconic Scottish song. So, um, Did you know that? Uh, yeah, it, it just fully hit me, and I was sort of thinking, right, okay. I can kind of understand why those English supporters like get so ahead of themselves. Like yeah, all yeah, you need to do is listen to like uh, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's very very hard not to be. It's infectious. Yeah, like, it's very hard not to be thinking of the like the most the best thing, the best possible scenarios in every every possible outcome. Like. Honestly, all I can think about every morning, the first thing I think about is just like Scotland taking the lead at Wembley. <laughs> yeah. Like, going three 0 up at Wembley. Just three <laughs> 0 <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Three 0 McGinn from thirty yards. Fuck off. I think it's such a realistic bottom. I know. Thing that can happen. It's like come on, come on. At the same time, what would make it even better is that I don't think I think with restrictions in the ground, you can't leave early or something like that. So the England fans would have to sit and watch us just passing the ball about, just taking the piss. <laughs> Aye, something like a, you get like a slot to go in or something. Before kickoff and after kickoff. Yeah. During the game, it's got to be a total of five hours. So like they're uh, they're like bringing in like energy bars and water balls so that folk like don't get dehydrated or whatever, like too knackered. See the <laughs> thing that's adventure. like in normal times, like I I never like going into a game early, but see the build up to like say if it was a full crowd at Hamden, like you actually would go in an hour early if they sort of oh, pumped it up. Or and especially if, uh, if like obviously it wasn't to be there, but it's just a bit like ah, oh, like the, we're finally there and we can't even go. Like, yeah. For, for me as well, it's like I, I, the whole um, debate about the being in, not in one like country. I, I don't really. I'm not a big fan of the being everywhere across Europe. I'd love it if it was just like in one country. If it was all in like Switzerland or if it was all somewhere like or Finland, Turkey, or whatever, right, right, right. and like. 
thousands of Scots were able to obviously not with COVID involved and whatnot, and we're all able to just go to one place and just be there for like a couple of weeks, hopefully a month. But yeah, (laughs) but at the same time, it's great that it's in Hamden. It gives us a bit of a leeway and a bit of an edge over Ah, teams. But at the same time, we're not going to experience it. Nah, yeah, yeah. I think that good part of it. Yeah, yeah. it's I'd cool. I like, love just being over in one country and enjoying the Euros for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah. there's part of me that just kind of wishes. Yeah, really. There's part of me that just wishes they were like, right, okay, like let's just get the country. Like, even though they've uh, they've planned all this ahead and whatever, they could have just been like, okay. Let's just get the country that's probably most vaccinated or whatever. It's got the yeah. least restrictions. Yeah. Let's I- just. That, that can't like if it actually meant that the entire tournament was in, in England then pff, fine like yeah aye. yeah exactly absolutely fine because to be fair it's probably one of the best uh, countries to host a tournament because of right. some in terms of ground and, uh, just like the, the amount of grounds you've got because if you're hosting it in like Switzerland you're running out of stadiums uh, very quickly where you can host it what they did uh, what was it Poland and Switzerland was that 2008 Poland Ukraine Poland Ukraine yeah Switzerland as well. Yeah, I quite, yeah. I quite like that. The uh, the wee sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was two thousand. Yeah. Um, I can't. What was two thousand four? Was Portugal, and then. What was that? The year Greece won it. Yeah, I think that was hosted in Portugal. Yeah, and then. Yeah, yeah, and then twenty. Because I Scotland year this year. Yeah, because I really liked twenty sixteen, even though like Scotland weren't there and everyone else oh, was. It was that France uh, year. Yeah, because I thought like yeah. th- there was some class stadiums like uh, Marseille's new ground or whatever that was just opened the oh, Velodrome. That's, that's a mad stadium. Yeah, the really deep one that's one tiered. Yeah, yeah. And the sand goes way back. Right? Yeah. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than just like being in one country and then you just see. It's Hungary versus Portugal, and there's like yeah. thousands of hungry fans. <laughs> and nuts yeah, in yeah. France. Like, should open the kiosks, the food kiosks, then. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, it's pish. Um, Easter road pizza, like. <laughs> 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 who made? Oh, was who made that really shit part? It was like Ali McCoy some BT. Like someone was eating a pizza. Uh, the camera cut and it's like, oh, hope she doesn't eat all that at once. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, it was like it was like a hip selling game or something. Like zooms right into some bird just eating a pizza in the stand. It was like, <laughs> what is going on there? Um, oh, I was gonna bring something up there, but I've completely forgotten what it was. Um. It was Euro related um, yeah. and Scotland related. Jeez, oh, it's just completely blanked from my mind. Um, and it's going to really annoy me. I guess the thing is with the, the having the uh, like multiple host cities, is it will be yeah. good having Hamden. Um, As part of it. Yeah. yeah like, oh, one of the grounds that gets to host it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, Munich Arena or whatever. Football <laughs> <laughs> Arena Munich. Oh, it's the most like regen thing ever. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I remember what it was now. I was trying to uh, create a really big, uh, like you know, when you get sort of photoshopped videos, if you know what okay. I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was trying to get. I, I was, well, I have no idea how to do that. I'm not that well versed in that type of um, Photoshop. And I was trying to get this. You know, the scene in Avengers Endgame yeah. when uh, Captain America is like standing up to Thanos. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was trying, 
So I've done a, I've got a like Photoshop picture, and it's uh, Steve Clark's face <laughs> on uh, Captain America. Captain America. And it was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I've also got one of, uh, <laughs> I think it's who did I pick? It was uh, Andy Robertson, John McGinn, and Lyndon Dykes coming through a portal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's I guess it's, it works well because he's uh when what's his name I can't remember who pops up he's like oh, Steve on your left <laughs> and Steve because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. his name's Steve obviously yeah yeah and I was <laughs> and I was gonna try and get um <laughs> you know when uh, Captain Marvel comes in and he's like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought so, so the, the wee boy Doctor Strange's mate is like. Curve. <laughs> <laughs> I Doctor Strange is like, is that uh, like you wanted more or whatever? And I was going to put uh, Ryan Gold's face on her. I was like, man, it didn't make the squad or something. Or I don't know, uh, yeah, yeah. pick Lee Griffiths or something like that. <laughs> Bloody oh. hell! Just an example of the laughs we have. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything else you guys want to bring up? Want to plug your current? In- Not quite gone on for uh, as long as you boys did in the Euros preview. But ah, that was uh, that was long. Do you want to plug your uh, plug your Instagram post or? New- oh, yeah. so, uh, we've got we've got a new Instagram. Uh, it's just at two of the terraces. Follow on for photos of grounds. I'm sure everyone likes a bit of grind. Hits of Scottish football. If you've not seen some of these stadiums, then have a little peek on Instagram. There's some funky-looking stadiums right. out there in Edinburgh that we have covered. So yeah. Or pish, as you might call them. <laughs> tour of the... And then on Twitter, we're at Tour OT Terraces. What, um, what was that wee ground in Edinburgh? It was that... it, so. What was the wee ground in Edinburgh that had like the... It was a quite modern-looking stand. Um... Uh, Boromir's grounds. Uh, Boromir? <laughs> Jesus, this is tight. Tiny... Yeah, uh, Hearts Feeder Club plays there, and so does Boromir uh, Thistle, a Scottish Women's Premier League team. So. Clearly, don't feed Hearts that well, like. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> dog shit, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, maybe a de- an easier pathway last season given they were in the Championship, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah there we go. I think I think we've covered everything. Um, yeah. Could uh, maybe try and get you guys back on like after one of the Euros games or something like that. Um, uh, yeah. It was quite it was quite funny. I was uh, I was like trying to request the games off, and uh, I was just kind of at the after it. I was like, well, I, I said oh, I was something about the three games. And I was like, well, actually no, I hope there's more. Like, kind of I kind of just like stopped at the three. And I was like, well, actually, might need more than three games off. Three games, like, yeah. Seven, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just and then an entire <laughs> and an entire month of like of celebrations or whatever. An entire month of just getting pissed watching football. Here's here's a scenario. Would like I mean, obviously it's a bit of a dumb one, right? But you you qualify and then say you get put out in the last sixteen, or you don't qualify but you beat England at Wembley. <laughs> I've heard this scenario as well, and I'm I'm 100 England at Wembley. Like for, for me, like if we if we beat the Czechs, get beat by England, draw against Croatia, get through, and then we play Italy, and then get beat like three 0 
obviously that's amazing it's a great moment but just imagine being fucking England I know I know yeah unfortunately I'm too patriotic and love Scotland too much yeah, that yeah. I just have to go that way means <laughs> me to say taking a taking non-qualification for just sticking them <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts that nuts that mentality <laughs> It's like a stuffed pig. I don't know. It's well tough. Like, so torn on that one. Like, I, just, I think. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know because getting put in the last sixteen is like right. See you later. But then beating England, I'll be there forever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. End of day, right? Ireland got through their group and like, well done to them. No one remembers. They got beat by France. I think two, three nil the next round. Well done. And they got out of their group and whatnot, but. No one remembers any of their group games. I think they have to go England at Wembley. Like thinking about it from that perspective, Just imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that celebration <laughs> of beating England at Wembley. Oh, we'd go for days. Like, yeah, <laughs> actually, would like, be. beating the Czechs is like obviously going to be class. If we beat the Czechs, brilliant. Get a point against Croatia, like yeah, decent. We're through in that. But the moment of beating England, yeah, it just overrides that. all of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think I don't know. Like given our men's teams never actually made it out of the groups yeah, of yeah. a tournament, it would be pretty. Uh, That's another point. It, it would yeah, be some achievement. Um, be, but great market. Either either, either either options brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might not be feasible. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't put in that if we we got like a a late draw against England. That's what I, we qualify. We get a point yeah, against them. A win draws. Yeah. yeah. Even like like two 0 down at half time or something like that, and then oh. bring it back and draw two like or do what they did to us or something like that. Like right at the last minute, like some absolute oh. mug, like I don't know, Declan Gallagher popping up with a late oh, header. Oh, Grant Hanley just like firing in a close range shot, just goes. Himself in Scotland, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like whips his top off, and he's got like uh, this... <laughs> he's got like a soul tire like painted on him, like shaved into his chest. Yeah, yeah, I have to do that. I get some face paint, <laughs> like, fucking jeez. Oh, right, well. I guess we'll sort of wrap things up there, but yeah. Um, uh, hopefully, can get you guys um, back on. Uh, on we should do another uh, Euros-related thing before it's over after three games, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> like a uh, <laughs> uh, sort of I don't know reaction or whatever to one of the games or something like that. So yeah, nice one. Right, okay. Uh, well, cheers, guys, for joining me on this one. Um, been a, been a pleasure serving with you. As um, always. No worries. So, yeah, and all, as always, cheers for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll probably be back sometime after any of the uh, the Scotland games. So, yeah, cheers.